0: You are now listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. This is episode 18. Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. Here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. Welcome to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Bear. Today we're going to be talking about migraine, migraine headaches, and migraine symptoms. For like always, if you want today's show notes, please go to drpierresblog.com forward slash LLP018. Again, if you want the show notes for today, please go to drpierresblog.com forward slash LLP018. And again today we're going to be talking about migraines I'm going to be talking about migraine symptoms And signs that you should be looking out for I'm going to let you know when it's going to be a life or death situation Because I know a lot of people say they have migraines But don't really have migraines And I'm going to give you some treatment options On how to get rid of your migraine today So stay put and get ready for another great episode um, So we're talking about headaches And why are we talking about when In particular we're talking about migraines Tomorrow I'm actually doing the blog post post uh, the medical spotlight will be on headaches in general, and I'm gonna, you know, have a nice little graphic uh, for, you know, for those who want to um, sign in, nice little quick bonus uh, for those who want that to get like all perspective takes on headaches, and so we're very excited about that. Um, but today we're gonna focus only on migraines. Why are we focus only on migraines? Because I hear way too often um, patients who come to my office. Or who tell me, hey doc, I'm suffering from migraines, right? Because migraines is a very big catch word. Um, they know migraines, you know. Um, they know migraines are really, really bad. Uh, so everyone thinks they have them. And for my patients who have migraines or, especially, you know, migraine is like a headache here and then migraines are like out the screen, right? So it's definitely something I wanted to kind of address and, you know, get those, you know, huge differences out there early. Um, one, so that, you know, of course, you don't keep going around telling people you have migraines when you really just have like a bad headache. And uh, two, because uh, the treatment is different, right? Um, the treatment is different whether you're just dealing with regular headache. Um, and we'll talk about other different types of headaches tomorrow versus when you're dealing with um, just the migraines. So I want to give you the. I'm gonna give you an example of what a patient who usually will come into the doctor's office usually will come into um, even the hospital. Again, the hospital. Um, Again, how many of you went to the doctor? How many of you went to the ER for a headache? Right. So just to give you an idea um, how severe some of these migraines are. Um, Your typical patient who is complaining about migraines. One uh, will be complaining about this throbbing sensation of pain that's usually on one side and why is it usually on one side because migraines from a from an from an aura standpoint usually tend to affect one side versus the other Um, if you have a really really bad headache that you know that seems to go all around it just you know just kind of seems to be all the way out there we get concerned, especially from a medicine standpoint. I get concerned of more than just a migraine, right? Just to kind of give you an idea. So you know that your typical patient is usually going to be complaining about um, a symptoms of a really, really bad throbbing. And there's usually the sensation to give you this throbbing headache, usually on the left side, usually on the right side, whatever. It just it just doesn't matter what side. It's usually on one side versus the other. Um, and they'll tell you, um, you know, it it they had they felt like it was going to come on. There was they had this like Queasy feeling in uh, the medical world, we call it like an aura. Um, patients, other patients who also experience auras. Are patients who suffer from seizures. Just to kind of give you an idea of the, um, you know, the the, the 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 stratus as far as from the 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 complaints of what they kind of feel. So they feel this really really bad sensation, pain. It's um, sometimes they get numbness. Sometimes they get nauseous. Sometimes they want to like throw up. A very common, hey Carrie, thank you for joining, thank you for liking and sharing. Um, sometimes they want to get to the point where um, they're nauseous, they're throwing up, the pain is so bad. Um, and very typical, especially you see a lot of this on like TV and whatnot, you hear a lot of, um, you know, they can't be in a room, right? They can't, a room like this, right? They can't be in a very well lit room. Uh, because the pain and discomfort is so bad, they just have to kind of close their eyes and sleep it off, right? So those, that's you know, that's when when they walk into my office, those are just the the that's the story I'm looking for for a person who's dealing with a migraine headache. And the reason why I'm looking for that that migraine headache right is because I have a lot of questions on my end, right? Because anytime, especially in on the physician side, right, anytime we hear of someone dealing with Headaches, anytime we're dealing with especially headaches, severe headaches, right? Um, you know, we may be like calm on the outside, but like we, we start getting crazy too, because we have to make sure like, is this like something like a surgical emergency? Can this person be having a stroke? Can this person be having some type of like brain bleed? And that's why this pain is like so, so severe. So these are some of the things like we're thinking of in the back of our head while you're while you may be comfortably telling me you're having this like severe, severe migraine, right? Just to kind of give you an idea of what it looks like on both sides of the chair. So a lot of the questions I tend to ask, first and foremost, is um, when did this start, right? Like, and how did it start? Usually my migraine patients, uh, you know, they're, they, they they kind of feel a sensation. It kind of like grows and grows and grows to the point it's like so severe, right? And again, that helps me, right? Because it's not something where they're just like, you know, out and about doing their normal activities. And then all of a sudden, like this severe, severe pounding headache comes and like hits them all over the feet. Because um, again, like I said, from a medical standpoint, like I get concerned, right? I get concerned, like, is this something that, again, I have to worry about why do you have to, um, you know, do I need to send you to the ER? Oh, perfect, perfect example. Um, Amanda asked, "Well, why do they, especially for patients who go to the hospital, why do they do a CT scan in the hospital when you have, uh, when you say you have a migraine, right? Because migraine headaches, um, and because, because again, we know patients don't read the textbook." Um, and they say a lot of things that are really, really concerning to us for, like, a brain bleed. So, like, all of the symptoms that, you know, you may be feeling, all the symptoms that you may have read, like, oh, yeah, I have, like, this, the worst 10 out of 10 pain, you know, worst, you know, I have my to tell you, you know, we, we, they get that, like, oh, this is the worst pain I've ever felt in my life. And on your end, you're telling me this is the worst pain uh, you ever felt in life. On my end, I'm like... Am I dealing with a stroke in front of me? So that's why they usually do a CAT scan because they wanna make sure one, one, because the CAT scans pretty quickly. So they wanna make sure, all right, is this a brain bleed or not? And that's all in for those, you know, again, I hate to go to radiology, I'm not a radiologist. She's gonna be a radiologist pretty soon. Um, So she'll be able to tell us everything once it's all said and done. Um, The CAT scan main job, especially in the ER setting, is to tell me, bleed or no bleed. That's really the main job, especially if we're thinking of patients with headaches, if we're concerned for patients for strokes, bleed, no bleed. That's all I wanna know when I do the CAT scan. And the CAT scans are quick. They're like, I think 10, 20 minutes. They're very quick um, to get uh, a defined answer. So that's why they always jump and do that CAT scan because they wanna make sure in that first 10 minutes while I'm talking to you, Am I dealing with a brain bleed? Because if I'm dealing with a brain bleed, we, we're, we're dealing with a whole different discussion, right? We're dealing with a whole different discussion that, um, you know, uh, again, we could talk about, especially if, if we bring up strokes um, at, at a later time. So we have the patient who says, you know, this has been kind of growing on me growing on me, but now, like, this pain is terrible, right? Hey, Vickley, thank you for joining. Thank you for liking and sharing. Much appreciated. Um... So now we have this headache and you've told me that, you know, it started slow and it started kind of grow and grow and it's on this one side. It's on this one side that now, not only is it on this one side, not only is the pain really, really bad, not only am I starting to get nauseous, uh, but now I'm starting to have some issues with the light, right, like so now I can't even be around the light. Um, and light sensitivity is a very common uh, symptom that we hear uh, in the doctor's office and even in the hospital setting as well. Of, you know, uh, migraine symptoms. So I asked, when did it start? Another uh, question I like to ask is, um, is this the first time, um, you know, this migraine has ever happened, right? Because we know a history of migraine type headaches um, leads us to believe that you're likely dealing for the migraine, right? Like if if you're 35, if you're, then we, we want to go that. Low. If you're 25, 30 years old, and now you're saying you're having a migraine, but you've never ever had a migraine growing up, the likelihood of that being a migraine is gonna be low because we know migraines start young and they usually just kind of continue on. So that, that, that kind of helps us, again, from, from a physician standpoint, kind of helps us lead us uh, away from, like, is this a migraine or is this not a migraine? Um, a lot of times I like to ask, you know, any family history, right? Like, do you have any family members who suffer from really, really bad headaches um, that you're dealing with now? Because uh, we talk about the patient who says, I'm having a migraine, but there's a lot of patients who say, I'm having a headache. And don't realize that they're actually having migraines and they've had migraines for years and, you know, just kind of brushed it off. They've been able to just take some medication and have kind of gotten through their day um, from that standpoint. And we'll talk about some symptoms that kind of like spur on these migraines uh, in, in, a, in a little bit. So I have patients on both sides. I have patients who are clearly telling me signs that they're having migraines, but they just call it headaches. And I have patients who are clearly telling me they're having um, headache signs, but they, they keep calling it migraine. Uh, so, yeah, that's a very good uh, point to kind of tease together uh, because, again, the treatment is different, right? The treatment is different, especially moving forward. Because I like to ask, let's say if you are that person who deals with migraines and know you deal with migraines, um, I like to ask how many have you had in the past like year, right? Like how many migraines have you been dealing with in the past six months to a year? Because that's going to help kind of guide my treatment, um, whether this is something I need to treat on a preventative basis or something I treat like as is, like when it's actually happening. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about why, you know, why, why is that important, uh, from that standpoint? So I like to ask, like, how often are you having these headaches? Um, any other symptoms? Again, I have, I have some patients, they get, uh, really bad, like, uh, cramping, really bad, like constipation. Just, there's these very vague symptoms that they get, um, when they do have, uh, their migraine that they know the migraine's coming, um. For my women out there, I have a lot of women because uh, the symptoms of migraine um, are a lot of hormonal issues as well. So every time they're about to get their menstrual cycle, they get these really, really bad headaches or they get these really bad migraines. And they again, they can kind of tell you right on the clock like, oh. Uh, menstrual cycle is come in three days because I already know I'm starting to feel it. So there's a lot of hormonal uh, issues, whether it's be estrogen, progesterone, or some other hormones um, that play a factor uh, in you know whether you're getting uh, whether you get these migraines, how often you get them, um, stress as well. Uh, you know, again, I mean, I, I, there's almost nothing that stress doesn't cause, right? Stress is another big factor in whether a patient is suffering from migraines and how often they suffer from any migraines and what type of treatment I have to do. Because you know, if, if stress is a big thing for you and that's really causing migraines, I have to treat. I can't really treat the migraines unless I treat the stress. If you kind of understand, um, you know, that that flow of thinking uh, from that standpoint there. So definitely. Definitely some stress. Definitely um, um, some emotional issues. uh, Definitely some hormonal issues, especially with my my women with the menstrual cycle. Um, Definitely family history is a big one. Um, There's certain foods that cause my migraine patients to like, you know, like want to curse the devil out. Um, So there's certain foods that want to. And then there's certain foods and drinks that, you know, kind of help it as well, too. For for those who may be like coffee drinkers, Um, we know coffee um, is great. Uh, for like you know kind of breaking up a lot of these migraine type headaches the problem is on the reverse side if you have too much coffee and then you say you know what I'm gonna like stop Drinking coffee for a while, you can actually get like some type of rebound type headaches as well, uh, which can kind of look and sound like it's a uh, migraine headache. Is the, oh yes, dehydration, definitely, for sure. Um, So Amanda asks, is dehydration uh, a a trigger for the migraine? And for sure, for sure, because from a volume uh, constriction, that's the same reason why uh, coffee sometimes becomes an issue, Um, is because it causes you to dehydrate, it causes the vessels uh, to constrict. And when vessels constrict, um, that's where you know pain and everything else kind of arises uh, from that standpoint. So definitely, um, a, a proper diet and a food balance and of you know liquid and food and everything it can play a, a big factor. in you. you know where we get some headaches. Yes. Can I ask a question? Yes, you can. Um, are there any common medications that have headache as a, a side effect, or particularly migraines? So are there any ones that people should watch out? Oh, um, for my women, uh, birth control. Birth, control's a big one. Um, birth control is a big one. Birth control is a big a big side effect is getting headaches. Um, for my patients who may be suffering from blood pressure issues and in... Like, and especially, again, you may not know the name, um, amlodipine, Norvasc. a lot of these blood pressure medications that causes dilatation, like your vessels actually dilate, um, can cause some headache symptoms um, as well. So definitely something, yeah, headaches is, uh, medications are a big issue, especially uh, when it comes to um, dealing with migraines, especially for my, my patients who are on like birth control or estrogen or any type of supplemental Um, Aspects of it, but blood pressure is probably like in like that second category where you have to always be concerned um, that migraines, um, you know, is is a a, a, uh, side effect uh, from it. Um, And so when we talk about, so we talk about the signs and symptoms, we talk about like some presentation, and then you know, and and, you know, why you come to the doctor's office is the treatment, right? So what what type of treatment options out there? Questions, I and that's why I asked in the beginning, like, how often are you getting them? Um, when do you get them? How long do they last? Uh, because I have to go, and I have like a two trees, right, when I'm dealing with migraines. Um, is this a migraine that I have to treat before you get them? Or is this a migraine that I can treat, you know, as you get them? And so let's talk about the people as you get them. The people who are a great candidate for treatment as you get them are the ones who may get a migraine headache every menstrual cycle. Once you may get a migraine headache, every three or four months, seasonal issues, some some environmental uh, components, sinuses, everything else um, can precipitate in that regard. So if it's almost like, you know, once every blue moon per se, um, you get migraine headaches. Those are the ones that we can kind of treat uh, preemptively. We can kind of treat as is and as is medications include Tylenol. But usually they usually they go through the regular Tylenol. So usually they need like Tylenol, etc. Um, extra strength um, ibuprofen, uh, over-the-counter ibuprofen is like 200 milligrams. My patients usually have to get about 600 milligrams, so three of those over-the-counter tabs uh, just to get, you know, a dent uh, in their headache um, uh, relief standpoint. Um, Aleve is a very popular medication as well, because Aleve you take twice a day, um, and uh, generic-wise, uh, naproxen is which is Aleve. Um, naproxen from prescription strength. Is about 500 milligrams. The over counter leave is about 375 or 25. One of the, it's lower. It's like 300 something. So it's definitely lower. Uh, from that standpoint, there. So definitely a couple um, from from a medication aspect of what we can take, you know, to, to relieve it. Now, also a different class of medications, and you know, and for my patients who love to read, this, uh, you know, the 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 diagnosing of this medication, um, the uh, family of triptans, uh, which are your like Imatrex is probably the most popular one that a lot of people know. Those are the types of medications that you can take. Like, if you're getting a migraine, you take, and that that gets the migraine out of there. The problem is a lot of people can't tolerate that medication in the sense of when they take that Immatrix, they go to sleep. Because it's such a, if you think about it in, in terms of, like, the weather, right? A migraine is like this electrical storm kind of going off in your head, right? And the Triptan medications couldn't stop to all of that but the problem is they put like this cloudy sensation over your head and a lot of people really can't tolerate it so once they take their medication that triptan medication yes it knocks out the the migraine headache but they're also so tired that they have to go to sleep so that's that's a it's a very popular one um it's generic as well so which always makes it uh, a popular choice because you know you're not paying an arm and a leg uh for it um i think relpax is another one um there's some other like generic the brand names but the most important one, a most common one, you'll probably see is the Amitrex, uh, From that standpoint, there. Um, so let's. So those are my. You know, if it acutely is happening, um, what can I take? Now, what happens if I get migraines two, three times a week? I get migraines. You know, like that often. Those patients are not going to do well, and, I, and I've seen this. Those patients are not going to do well on you giving him. Um, uh, you know, uh, Aleve, uh, Motrin, Imitrex. Especially because for one thing, from an insurance standpoint, insurance is only going to give you about 10 pills at Imitrex uh, because they say if you need more than 10 in a month, um, clearly your migraine isn't being controlled. So those p- people who suffer from the migraine symptoms so often uh, that we actually have to start treating it like before they come, um, you know, th- th- and those I've, I've had, I've got patients from age Seventeen, and I got patients all the way up to like age, like I think my oldest patient on that, that this type of medication is like sixty-seven or something like that. So those patients need a medication that I have to, that you have to take every single day to prevent the migraines from happening. And uh, for, I, I, in fact, my my uh, my best story is I have a, a patient who's in high school now, and he had been suffering from migraines. For years, like he had been suffering from middle school up into high school, he was having trouble in school, um, and with these terrible bad headaches that pretty much kept him out of school. He'd have to miss the whole day because the headaches were so bad. Um, but of course, he hadn't seen he hadn't seen a physician in a while. Um, you know for whatever reason I had to see a physician in a while so when I saw him and he kind of gave me this story and he was like yeah like it happens like three three times a week um, you know I'm not finishing my study and I don't I do not do anything after school like this is a person who was like screaming to be on medication from a proactive standpoint right screaming to be on medication beforehand and we put him on medication called uh, propranolol a uh, very low dose medication that he just takes twice a day and he says his headaches went his migraines went from occurring every 2 to 3 days to one like every 6 months like i mean drastic change right and that's that's the change we're looking for, right? We're looking, and again, his was an outlier, but like his, that's what's supposed to happen, right? When you're taking a medication to try to prevent these migraines, you shouldn't be happening um, every day like it was before, right? So we are very, very happy uh, with your results. So I have a few patients on uh, propanolol, which is a great medication um, that you take twice a day. I have uh, patients on um, diltiazem, which is, again, another medication that you can take every single day um, to prevent uh, these migraine headaches. I had patients on um, Elavil or Amitriptyline, another uh, medication that, you know, kind of functions as like a, uh, a seizure type medication as well. Because remember, uh, migraines are like a neurological issue. Um, so that that definitely helps. Um from that standpoint there. Um I have, patient, oh, I have patients, you know, I have patients who actually have to get injections, right? Botox injections to stop like the migraine symptoms, right? So we've got a wide range of treatment options uh, for you. Um the, the goal is just one making sure Uh, that we we got you in the right uh, setting, right? Because if you're having regular headaches, right, I don't want to have to give you Botox injections. If you're having regular type headaches, I'm not going to give you a medication that you got to take every day. So that's why it's, it's important for us as a physician But even uh, you guys, and again, you know, my goal, especially with everything I do, especially with these Lunch and Learns, are to, you know, take what may be like a, you know, a complex medical um, topic and try to break it down um, in layman's terms as possible. So you guys are empowered uh, with the knowledge as well, because like I said, I know you guys love uh, Google and WebMD and I I got no problem with those, right? I actually have zero problem if you like WebMD and stuff. The only issue is, and again, I could probably speak for a lot of my physician friends, right? Is when you didn't turn around and bring the Dr. Google the WebMD printout and all these other, when you bring them to the office, right? And then you, you tell your physician, like, no, 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 I printed it off this website and I'm going to go off this, right? That's where, that's where we start having problems, right? That's for another discussion. But that's where we start having problems with the whole WebMD. But like, if you like to educate yourself and you're not because I can tell you right now, and you could do this one with um, Google Headache on um go to webmd do headache it's going to say brain cancer right so that's the problem right because i don't want you to go looking at webmd and then it says i have a headache and then it says one of the causes of headaches is brain cancer and then you tell me you have brain cancer right because that's where the problems arise right so that's where that's where the the, the doctor google and everybody else kind of like kind of differentiates because we don't want that to happen from that standpoint, there. Uh, oh no! So yeah, no. I have a lot of patients who love um, the excedrin migraine. Um, excedrin migraine again, which, which is like the um, it's a Tylenol base, but it also has caffeine in it. Um, So a lot of those, when you, and again, you know, go to the store, uh, you know, when when you guys are done. um, And when you go to see those prescription bottles that say something like blah, 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 migraine, you'll see that you'll either include Tylenol. Or ibuprofen, but it'll also include caffeine, right? And that's what we kind of talked about with caffeine being a benefit, especially for um, uh, some patients when they're dealing with their migraine type symptoms, right? So a lot of these um, migraine type medications usually have um, caffeine in it. Oh, we didn't talk about one from the acute setting, but a lot of people use Fioricet, uh, which is like a um, it's like a it's three medications. Um, I know one of them is caffeine. The other is like a couple of classes that are really not important right now, but that's another medication you can use, uh, you know, moving forward. The only problem with that is that um, your body gets used to it, right? And again, unfortunately, I have patients who been taking set for so long, they can't get off the set, right? And again, it's the same thing like my coffee drinkers, right? They drink coffee, coffee, coffee so much that if they take the coffee away, they start getting these rebound headaches, right? So that's the only caveat and concern we have for those types of medications, but definitely love um, essential migraines um another medic i have some people who use the the goodie powder which is like a like a powder that you put under their tongue they say it works great for migraines if you got something that works great for your migraines and it you know obviously it's safe you know definitely continue to use that like that's definitely not a problem Uh, especially on my end here again like my my goal is to make sure you're better right so if if goody powder um gets you better perfect said your migraine perfect like uh a leaf perfect whichever one helps get rid of your migraine headaches that's really the goal um uh, for us from that standpoint there thank you for listening to this episode of the lunch and learn with dr barry if you want to find out more about the episode, please go to www.lunchlearnpod.com. That's www.lunchlearnpod.com unchlearnpo dcom for the show notes and any links that may have been mentioned in today's episode. If you're interested in joining the Lunch Learn Pod community, head over to either the website lunchlearnpod.com. Or join us on Facebook and Twitter with the same username, Lunch Learn Pod. And again, you can find uh, all of these links on uh, the website. If you have any questions, any comments, or any requests for uh, topics to you know, debut on the show, please let that be known. And don't forget to use uh, the hashtag LunchLearnPod when you're listening to the episode. Again, I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode. And I'll see you next week.